When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is a Four Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. And I'm Jennifer Landa. We are talking breaking news and news in general from a long time ago. Uh, that's right. Here's an update on the war in Ukraine. No, that's not news in general. Star Wars news in general, I should clarify. And we are going to have some fun uh, getting to some uh, 
Well, I'll talk here in a second. I, I, I've been have, I had trouble sleeping with this story. I'm like, oh man, are we breaking some kind of unwritten four center rule we established for ourselves. No, we're gonna have some fun discussing kind of a spoiler. Oh, we're also gonna uh, get into some news uh, about uh, Sabine and some thoughts about timelines. But before we get to all of that, we're gonna remind you that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30 day free trial at audibletrial.com slash four center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, MP3 player. A little bit later, we have a Force Center recommends uh, an audiobook we think you should try out on us. Uh, that's not all. As we always uh, uh, say, we uh, have our ask. Joseph, what are we asking today? We are asking people to continue to check out our Patreon page and see if it is for them. Uh, so many people kindly joined us in the big uh, buildup to Indiana Jones Summer, to the release of Dial of Destiny. We did this great other center series where we talked about the entire Indiana Jones movie series. That was available exclusively on Patreon, and now it's available to the public, and so many people joined us, and we just want to thank you for that. You're making more things possible. And the next big thing that has been made possible that is coming very soon on Monday, July 17th, is a new YouTube series, five episodes of Jennifer Landa's new and not improved, but new and different with visuals, Jedi Beat. <laughs> so that's coming soon, thanks to you. So if you want to help us out, if you want to get access to the Discord, check out patreon.com slash Center. Check it out. Check it out. We'll check in with each other here. Life, Star Wars Adventures. Jen, I think we should start with you. Uh, this isn't a business meeting. It's not a progress report on your edit, but everything good. How are you feeling? Are you excited for that 17th debut? Yeah, I'm very, I'm very excited. I am trying to crank through it as much as I can, uh, but, but we're going to, we're going to get there. Um, I do have something exciting to report. Well, I, I went to Target and I found nubs. Yep. The 16 inch nubs we had been talking about a few episodes back <laughs> nubs was not on the shelf. I, uh, I had seen that there was, there were some end caps like young Jedi adventure end caps. So I was really excited. was not there, not on the shelf, but a target employee kindly got it for me from the back. Um, and I was actually a little surprised when they brought it out because it's 34 95 and it is, it is a plush toy. That's <laughs> there's no bells and whistles, but my kids love him and he's very, very soft. And I will be doing a review soon. Oh, oh big and soft 16 inch nubs. Love it. <laughs> yes, yes. Beautiful, vibrant blue color of fur, too. Mm. I will add. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's the yeah. age of nubs. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's a big update. That's a Star Wars life adventure. Indeed, yes. Right there. Uh, for Joseph and I, uh, we ended up in the same spot uh, for our adventures. Maybe there's other adventures you had, Joseph, but <laughs> that was kind of interesting because we've been so busy. Uh, I know you're 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 uh, really working overtime to get a, a film edit done, and so we hadn't really checked in. So I was surprised to see you at the John Williams concert, though we actually didn't see each other. We were on literally the other ends of the bowl. Uh, <laughs> I saw a post, but uh, I'm sure that's part of your Star Wars adventures. Oh, yeah. No, my main life adventure is uh, working on the short film. Uh, again, thanks to everybody uh, for all of their support there. Thanks again for being part of it. I've been uh, staring at your face as you say funny things and then and then bad things also happen uh, to, <laughs> to Ken. So I feel like I've been spending time with Ken, but uh, it's nice uh, to chat. Uh, yeah, the Hollywood Bowl adventure was amazing. And in fact, I was like, oh, oh, wow. I, I really w- wish both Ken and Jennifer w- w- were at this. And I got home and saw yourself. And I was like, well, Ken was. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wish Jennifer was too. Uh, Ken, I'll pick out a, a couple things to say about the John uh, Williams. I was actually really happy because I was like, oh, 
well, then I can just say a couple things. Again, <laughs> can, <laughs> can say even more. Uh, I've been lucky to see John Williams three times at the Hollywood Bowl now in 2018. I bought one of the $10 uh, cheap lightsabers from the vendor, and I've now taken it back to two more concerts at the Hollywood Bowl with John Williams. This one was my favorite. Uh, the other ones I've seen have been special because they've been sort of events. Um, Mm. A, a look back at different anniversaries uh, of his career and of his life. And uh, when I went to his, his uh, sort of 90th birthday spectacular last year at the Hollywood Bowl, it had been kind of advertised as the Hollywood Bowl's goodbye to John Williams. And the first thing he mm. said when he came out is like, this is too much fun. I'm going to do it for another 10 years. And, and mm. I think he meant it. <laughs> I think that was yeah. a surprise to everyone. So this one had this really like... Um, I don't think anybody's he's been he's been twisting his arm, but there's been so many new things where like you, you kind of got to do solo, you kind of got to do Kenobi, you kind of got to do this thing from the sequels. Mm -hmm. This felt like an old rock star's Vegas residency, where it's just like I'm gonna play what I damn well want to play. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And it gave it this different flavor. There weren't necessarily as many bells and whistles. And so it's just a lot more focus on the musicians. Yeah. Uh, it, it, and it was it was just so beautiful that um, some deeper cuts were played. Uh, the asteroid mm -hmm. field was played. Mm -hmm. um, I had this beautiful moment where there's, there's a weird, to me, noise in, in the asteroid field that I've lived with my entire life. And then the camera was focused on the violins right at that noise where they did like a weird little neck slide on the violin, which I didn't even know you could do. Um, the uh, Leia's theme brought me to tears. Uh, and then the other big thing was, uh, you know, the, the, they're getting ready for the show. There are risers. And I was like, Hmm, risers there are always risers. And then children start to walk out with matching shirts <laughs> and me and the guy <laughs> uh, next to me were like, are they going to do duel of the faith <laughs> at the same time? Like children in matching shirts, here comes duel of the faith. Uh, and it was, it was absolutely amazing. I could go on and on, but I'm going to edit myself there. It was really moving, really beautiful. A celebration of star Wars, a celebration of John Williams, Indiana Jones. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Beautiful indeed. And a uh, special shout out to uh, Gustavo Dudamel, who was uh, the, uh, uh, I would say opening act. Sometimes David Newman comes up. That's not really fair. He's also the music director of the Los Angeles Philharmonic. Um, and you were telling me, Joseph, he's he's moving to New York. Is that what he's doing? He's he's. Yep, yep, yeah. He's been here for a long time. He is a rock star in this in this world. And and I think yeah. he was really he he was not lying. He wanted to do some of these songs. He conducted Duel of the Faith, yeah. I think, because he wanted to. <laughs> yeah. It was wonderful. It was wonderful stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. To uh, jump in and, and, and please continue your adventures after Joseph. But yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, the vibes always great. Um, I have constant anxiety where I'm like, who am I going to be around? Who am I? Is someone mm -hmm. going to say something? I'm going to get upset at because I had that horrible experience with Hollywood Bowl, Game of Thrones, or someone behind me was just yelling about season eight into my ear the entire time, just complaining to the sky. It was like, why? Are you <laughs> I, I have a little, I have a little anxiety. We settled in great people around us, a lot of fun. And yeah, you're right. It was it was uh, straightforward. I'm out here. I'm playing what I want. Um, almost, uh, you know, not a ton of intros. Just like, hey, we're doing E.T. We're doing it. <laughs> like, it's just yeah. great. And um, the highlight for me that w one of the songs he played was the, um, the Adventures of Mutt from Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Mm -hmm. and is that a music I know by heart? No, absolutely not. But it just... Had that feeling, something we've talked about on Force Center before. We put that uh, that uh, video essay about uh, four months ago about John Williams kind of 
Concentrate on the character. He doesn't give a damn about what you think. He's going to give the character what it deserves. And and for him to do that into uh, uh, Helena's theme from Dial of Destiny, as he spoke about that one again, uh, he mm-hmm. really loves it. it's a 1940s influence. He just kind of, it's you can tell it's just like, I, I, I'm proud of this one and I like it. Um, that asteroid field, Yoda's theme. I can't remember if I've seen him play that before. It's one of those ones like, no. I think I'm saying this for the first time. Um, and that's been one of my favorite songs. So yeah. Uh, you and I could run down the set list, but it was um, just a lot of fun. And yeah, 91 years young, still going strong. Even my mom this week was complaining about, uh, you know, she's like 74 and this and that, and the body's creaking. And she made a, a joke to me about, I don't know if I'm around longer. I'm like, mom, John Williams is 91 and he's still conducting. <laughs> You're not done yet. You're not done yet. So he walked almost all the way off the stage for the encore where everybody knew he was coming back. So if he yeah. can do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Last thing I wanted to share, because it is just so funny, like, uh, he, he did the encore, uh, you know, he did the walkout, uh, came back for the encore, um, given a lovely introduction about how great George Lucas is with characters. You're right, he's mm-hmm. focused on the character and using the music to bring out the soul of the character. Uh, and, you know, it said, said some nice words about Yoda, played Yoda's theme, the Hollywood Bowl was lit up green. <laughs> and then afterwards, he turns around and you're like, what other character, what other heartfelt introduction? introduction and, and like the and here's Wonderwall meme he just went and here's E.T. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome it was beautiful awesome. hilarious so, uh, yeah my heart is full heart mm. is, and, and I've been fortunate to see him too uh, before like you have Joseph in it, it but the experience is uh, it never it never fails to deliver and, uh, no and it's a community too you know it's, mm-hmm. it's being in this huge space with all these other people that have the you know the, the shared journey as you say can of yeah. you know the, the love yeah touched by this stuff there uh, so there you go that's it that's that's our snubs and John Williams that's the <laughs> for the week we want to get to some Star Wars news here in the time we have today and I will say this all right so we're gonna just do spoiler warnings for Ahsoka and technically, spoiler warnings for Star Wars Rebels. I do know there's some folks out there who maybe haven't watched the show, maybe aren't super familiar, and are on a rewatch or a first-time watch lead up to Ahsoka. So we're going to say that. Uh, it is a, a spoiler story. And also, I do want to address, I don't want to get too deep into it, but like lately, last year or so, you know, we want to make sure we aren't discussing leaks and spoilers and rumors, and we want to go to StarWars.com for official information. And, and I want to hold true to that. And this might seem a little bit of a sidestepping of that, but I, 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 it's also a fun tradition. Uh, we're going to talk about a Lego leak. And that <laughs> modern Disney era is a definite tradition. Going back for me to 2014, where uh, myself and Maude Garrett discussed a, a Lego leak story leading up to Force Awakens. And unfortunately, got an entire um, strike on the Popcorn Talk YouTube channel. <laughs> For talking, wow. Whoa. Um, you know, it's funny. Actually, no, Mod had left by then. It was it was me and, and whoever the guest was that week, and um, I put it in the thumbnail. Like Lego leak unveils character, and the entire channel got a strike. Lego went hard after it, uh, mm. and I always felt bad. But it's also a tradition because Lego keeps doing this, so <laughs> these keep getting out. So all that to say, we uh, understand if you maybe you want to skip the story uh, uh, and not know anything coming up for Ahsoka. We'll give you the second to do that and come back after the break. But for those that have stuck around, we are going to uh, talk about this Lego leak and a character reveal for Ahsoka because it's a character we've asked about, talked about, thought about, and it's very curious that this character might uh, very well be there if you believe many figs. So let's dive into it. A set 
for the ghost revealed a few characters, actually. First, Officer Hawkins, a human character, and a Mon Calamari character named Lieutenant Beta, and mm. the brown-haired Jason Sindula. Of course, the whereabouts of Jason Sindula, the son of Hera and Kanan in a post-rebel storytelling world, has been high on a list of questions topped only by the question about the fate of Jabba's son, Rada. I don't want to forget about Rada, all right? We, we <laughs> so, um, yeah, so yes, I, I do consider this kind of a leak and not a fact, but yeah, a fact. Uh, I, I think it just raises some really good discussion points about Hera, Jason Sindula, Motherhood in Star Wars, and, you know, whether the character will be heavily featured in the series or not. So, we're going to dive into that. Hera is a figurative mother. Yes, but, uh, Jen, we have to start with you. Really <laughs> important to start with you. And we want to start with you. Uh, green hair, brown hair. No, I'm kidding. How important is the role Star Wars? And we can also have some overall thoughts here, Jen. Yeah, you know, I think it's very valuable because it can enrich the story, deepen our understanding of the character of Hera. Um, you know, I think of Mon Mothma because we knew that character for so many years, but it wasn't until we saw her relationship with her daughter, Lita, her husband, her cousin, Vel, that we really begin to understand the sacrifices, the kind of mental toll that building mm -hmm. the rebellion took on her. Um, it, it just really, it gave her character so much more depth and made her one of the favorite characters of mine now. Um, mm -hmm. And obviously Hera, we know, you know, she's a very powerful figure. She's also very nurturing, but she's also really tough. So I would love to see how she navigates being a tough leader while also trying to raise her son, Jason, as a single parent, because that is really tough. Um, how, how will she want to protect him? How will Jason learning about his past? How is that going to impact the choices that he makes and her desire to like not have him get killed? Um, <laughs> and I just think that there's a lot that they can explore in that relationship that could be very honest and real. And I love that they cast Mary Elizabeth Weinstead mm. as the actress, uh, as Hera, because she always is very truthful and honest and raw in her performances. So I'm hoping that they'll explore that more. Mm, that's some great overall thoughts there and, and, and the importance of it. And I love your point of Mon Mothman, mm -hmm. how you just saw even more of the character and, and, and how you, you said the, you know, more sac more of the sacrifices that, that, that could very much uh, be a powerful uh, use of, of this character and the importance of this character to Hera, who has come back in video games and books. And mm -hmm. we've seen her uh, in, in, uh, on Endor, the battle of Endor, all these frontline things. And you can make your, your jokes. Well, I guess choppers on babysitting detail. I've already even seen that for this because <laughs> the main fig is included in this set. Um, but you know, and I, I'm not above a little Star Wars joke every now and then. But uh, that there's bigger reason for her to be fighting out. <laughs> bigger mm -hmm. reason for her to be establishing uh, a new government or, or helping get it right, which is uh, already proven to be difficult. So, Joseph, overall thoughts uh, and your and your thoughts on uh, this theme and the role uh, that it might have in Star Wars. Yeah, I really hope that this uh, Lego leak is uh, accurate <laughs> because I'm really excited about the presence of Jason. It's been a, a fun character to joke about because it just seemed like this a great big swing that was a beautiful resolution for Rebels of the, the next generation goes on, Kanan lives on in, in the next generation kind of thing. Uh, but then it just kind of felt like this big loud chord with <laughs> no follow-up of, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, and, and on the joking side for me, like now we get to really pile up our, our, uh, how do they survive Kylo Ren watch uh, mm -hmm. with uh, Grogu and Jason, which is always fun. 
yeah. obviously, uh, lots of options. I really uh, uh, agree with everything Jennifer is saying. I think we need to continue to have more mothers in Star Wars mm-hmm. featured in big ways. I think Hera is such an important uh, mother figure because I think uh, she raises really interesting questions about our own society, about how we view mothers. Because I see Hera as something that I, I see a lot of mothers do in real life in Rebels, is that she does she sees herself as the mom. She and Kanan talk about the kids, uh, meaning uh, Ezra and Sabine. Uh, I think Zeb sometimes too, (laughs) Uh, but definitely Chopper. Um, But she is so therefore in anticipating everyone's needs, both physical and emotional. And she knows what people need. Uh, And then sometimes I think that means that she doesn't get to take care of her needs first. Um, Just this really interesting picture of what it is to be a maternal figure. So there's that kind of very real world mother stuff going on with Hera. But I, I think Star Wars has always played in these kind of ancient storytelling archetypes, uh, you know, from myth and Greek tragedy and, and Vader's so figuring that Vader's so the father figure. And, you know, mm-hmm. do you have to kill the father to become the father kind of, yeah. and that idea of playing around with, more of those sort of uh, weighty, almost mythic ideas of, of what it is to be a mother. Uh, I'm curious to see if some of that kind of seeps in because Hera is such a mother figure. And now we're going to get to see her being a, a mother to her, her child as opposed to her, her found family. I uh, love all that there, Jen, any follow up on that? And I also want to ask you, Jen, on, on just expectations you might have of uh, the, the mount that Jason might be in the show. Cause I'm, I'm already excited about all these possibilities and I'm, I'm trying to keep my own expectations in check. He could just swing through. You don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mm, there's two ways it could go. Uh, he could be kept to a minimum. Maybe he's talked about a lot, right? They mm. keep him kind of off screen, but if they have a talented young actor, uh, which we saw with young Leia, uh, you know, it could mm. be interesting mm. to learn more about his personality, his relationship with his mom, um, it could also be a good hook for younger viewers, but I'm kind of guessing, judging from what we've seen from Ahsoka so far, it seems to skew a little bit older, like say maybe teenage years mm. and such. Um, but yeah, I think he's going to be featured probably in one episode mm. and then maybe he'll be in the background for the rest of the series. Although he could just be like literally, hi mom. And that's all that we see of him, right? <laughs> I don't know. But. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't foresee spending a lot of time with the character. Mm-hmm. I, I think the character will be done justice and have their own point of view. But I feel like what we're automatically talking about is not, this is the adventures of Jason, but mm-hmm. how does his presence affect uh, Hera and uh, affect Ahsoka. So mm-hmm. I, I so love what you're saying, Jennifer, that I, I think he's got to be a blessing and a, and a comfort to Hera um, with everyone that she's lost. But also, it, it's not just now that we're catching up with him. She raised an infant mm-hmm. while fighting a civil war. You know, yeah. what did that do to her? And, and how much fear does she have for him? Or mm-hmm. has she or has raising him that way managed to, to help her embrace like Dangers of reality. She was pretty good about that in Rebels of like, you got to let the kids go and try stuff because mm-hmm. that's life. Uh, yeah. But is she able to feel that way about her own child? Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Go sorry, ahead. Go ahead. No, Jen, please, please. 
I mean, my my kid is here right now in the other room, and I'm on edge. At any moment, she might interrupt us. I cannot imagine being in a war uh, and dealing with uh, the unpredictability of a child who I imagine, Jason, is going to be very curious and very strong-willed, right? And probably very powerful. That actually, oh my gosh, you may not take so well to being told no, which... I can't imagine how that's going to play out, but you're right. He's not going to be, he's not going to be, it's not the Jason show yet. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's a good spin off. Yeah. And, and, and final thought on this section of it. And I want to get to some of the, uh, the force sensitive uh, aspects of this character in my nightmare too, because it's been kind of a hectic morning uh, as well. Uh, my nightmare is that this will be proven to be like a false box. Someone edited, you know, getting the title. But, but that doesn't change some of our thoughts. I think about this because Jason Sadula hangs over the life and times of Hera in that way. She, he's there. Mm. The character mm-hmm. exists. And mm-hmm. so even, I think the reason I really want to discuss the story, other than a fun flashback to a Lego leak story, is is it, it, it's acknowledging this character and acknowledging it as, as it would seem weird. Like we'd have those hashtag where's Jason kind of, uh, you know, tweets going around or friends <laughs> going around, right. if you will. Um, if they didn't acknowledge it. And we know Dave understands the, the the pieces on the board and play with. So how much he, the Jason pieces played with during this game is another fun what if and speculation. But the fact that hey, the name, the thought, <laughs> the the son of Hera and Canaan uh, exists in this world, and it will it will it will be part of her decision making and part of what motivates her. Um, I love that idea. I love that just knowing that. So that's why I'm excited. Brown hair, green hair or not. <laughs> I, my theory on that is, you know, he is, uh, maybe he's a little rebellious and he's dyed his hair brown to kind of be a normie. Like, you know, I'm not going to be like you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, maybe he's got a bad relationship with his grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, looking uh, at uh, the character of Jason Sandula, though, he's uh I said in my notes, believed to be force force sensitive, but like Joseph, you said, it, it's like the uh, music note at the end of uh, Day in the Life and Sergeant Pepper. It just dong, it lingers, and we don't <laughs> we don't know much else. Uh, we get the sense that Harris said uh, he's uh, very much like his father in a lot of ways, and that would mean um, the force is present. So uh, he would be well beyond the age of training. Uh, we don't know if he has got training or hasn't got training, but uh, Jen, I'll start with you and. Thoughts, desires, or, or guessing on on how that could factor into what Ahsoka or you know that Luke Skywalker guy, uh, what they're doing in this era with uh, Force sensitive Jedi orders, temples, buildings, the futures, all that, though, all that stuff. Yeah, I think that this is going to be maybe a main source of the struggle between Jason and Hera. Like, mm. mom, I want to train. I want to be like dad. Obviously, like you said, yeah. he's past his past his prime, uh, but. <laughs> But I don't know. And I'm sure that maybe Hera has prevented him from getting mm-hmm. any sort of training. Maybe there were people that were like, no, you, he should. He should learn how to use his power. And she's like, no, I don't want him to. So that could be something that plays out. I mean, he's going to be what, about eight to 10 years old? Um, yeah, rough. I was trying to see that math. Yeah. I'm trying to do that. Yeah. 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 So who, I mean, I don't know. That would, That's interesting to explore, but I cannot imagine. God, I, I really don't want Luke to appear. <laughs> I mean, it could make sense, but please, please. No. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe just for the, 
from the discourse reasons alone. But um, exactly. It, I was thinking about that though too, though, uh, and I get your thoughts here, Joseph. But like, yeah, let's say if Luke does show up, or let's say there's a conversation, just to have the name Canaan said, even especially by Luke, would give me mm. that 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 feeling, uh, like when I had when I was like. I'm staring at Luke and Ahsoka and Grogu on screen at the same time. And mm. my mind is blown. Yeah. We're just like, what's happening here? Uh, and throw Din in there as well. So there could be something there. I'm, I'm interested in the idea. I'm interested in the idea that he might be, quote unquote, too old. Or does that mean, well, we don't need to follow those rules anymore. Is a different way to look at it. Or, or you know, it might not be factored in at all. He, he moves a piece of fruit and that's all we get. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Joseph, your thoughts on uh, the force sensitivity of it all? Uh, my hope and, uh, and guess, which could of course be deeply wrong is his force sensitivity is why he's in the show. Like mm-hmm. I want to know about who he is and I want to know about his relationship with Hera and I want to know all the things it's going to bring out about the character of Hera. And if this show is successful, I would be happy to see a Hera and Jason show. But from what we know about the show, it, it seems like Jason might be there to be a pressure point. Um, obviously Jason reminds Hera of Kanan, but how much does he remind her of her lost son, Ezra? That's a pressure point of his presence. But uh, everything in the trailer seems like to me that this show is going to kind of iron out Ahsoka's timeline where she is going to work through what she feels like is the right path to move forward with the Jedi, Mm -hmm. that she's committed to the Jedi way, but ambivalent about the Jedi order. There's yeah. the stuff in the trailer about her being aware that uh, there's a darkness rising and there aren't that many Jedi left. And this is a Jedi problem and Jedi should rise to address it. And we got the quick clip of uh, uh, Yang saying, mm-hmm. perhaps it's time to start again or rebuild. I, I didn't get a chance to, to rewatch it for the exact quote. So if there's this this kid right there, you know, the son of two wonderful heroes as, hey, if it's time to rebuild... What about this guy, this green-haired? Oh, he's brown hair now. What about this guy mm-hmm. right here? Yeah. Uh, I think that could be a pressure point for Ahsoka seeing, like, look at this child who who, who has survived uh, being born and raised in a civil war. Do I want to bring him into this path? Mm-hmm. Does Hera want to bring him into this path? Yes, and, 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 and your scenario uh, doesn't necessarily need to factor in Luke, right? Luke, Luke go can be doing what Luke is doing over there um, and, and just what Ahsoka's dealing with, what Ahsoka's feeling. Uh, yeah, the, the Huang moment is a great thing. And it does, does, yeah, what what thoughts does Hera have on that? You know, I yeah. don't think she's going to snuff out the the, the the creative fire of this kid. Uh, you know, I think, but no. that, like you said, you keep saying pressure point. I love that term of, of, of what it could possibly do. So a lot could be at stake there, Jen, right? A lot could be at stake. And immediately my mind goes to, will we see a flashback of Kanan? <laughs> will Freddie Prince Jr. you know, appear as his character in live action form? He says but no again, more favors. He already said it. No more favors for my friends up there, he said. <laughs> right. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, mm. but I have to I have to control my wild thoughts because I, I immediately am like Star Wars Rebels in live action. But this, this <laughs> is the Ahsoka show. <laughs> There's going to be things that are happening beyond. It just happens. We just happen to have some of these Star Wars Rebels characters within the storyline. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. 
Ahsoka and the Rebels season two, and they'll put out uh, uh, an LP as well. Exactly. (laughs) Benny and the Jets. Uh, Love that there. Uh, So that is uh, one look at the Ahsoka series, but we're not done. We're going to take a quick break. We are going to talk a little bit about Timeline, uh, the bigger New Republic era, and all those kind of things. Before we do that, we're going to have a Force Center Recommends, an audiobook we think you should get ready to try out on us. Joseph, what do we have? Yeah, this one is already staring at me saying, read me, read me. Because we're lucky to get some advanced copies. It's Star Wars Inquisitor Rise of the Red Blade by Delilah S. Dawson. Uh, Ken, you have the great note here, the pre-order until July 18th. That's right. But that's this week or next week or when it, I, time has no meaning these more. Anymore <laughs> to me. Yes. Uh, so pre-order that or download any audiobook we want. We just think you might want to try this one out on us. Download your free audiobook today by going to audibletrial.com slash four center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash four center for your free audiobook. All right. Quick break on the other side. The Ahsoka timeline is in question here. Uh, let's stick around for more four center. Yeah. Here you go. 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome back. Welcome back to Force Center. Taking a look at Star Wars news and uh, some Ahsoka timeline information. Uh, Natasha Lou Bordizzo interviewed by SFX Magazine. And even just this morning, there was more from this interview, as often happens. You put your news notes together, and then the other chunk of the interview comes up. And she was talking about some stuff of the Ahsoka and Sabine relationship. There might be some tension. They have maybe separate missions, but it's going to combine them together. A lot of cool things. We've heard some of that before, uh, so we'll dive in uh, when we get a chance to dive in uh, a little bit more deeper to that. But she she had a quote out there. That was real simple. It was direct. Um, she she gave a clue as to that exact time period for the upcoming series, which, you know, does not account for flashbacks, flash forwards, flash sideways. We'll see. But drumroll, please. She said, Ahsoka runs along the same timeline as the Mandalorian season three. And the shows are all connected. There's just so many parallels. Well, not res- uh, surprising necessarily. The surprise, uh, this response came when asked if she felt Ahsoka was part of something bigger in a quote-unquote crowded Star Wars timeline. So I guess we'll start here, Jed. How how literally do we take that or want to take this timeline comment that we have season three, we have Jack Black and Lizzo over here, we have Ahsoka and Sabine <laughs> over here. Exact same. <laughs> uh, how literally do you want to take it or, or should we take it? Yeah, I think that this I think it's helpful for the average viewer who might get confused, myself included. I'm always consulting my notes. When does this take place? How many years after five years? So it's helpful that it's like running parallel. We didn't see Ahsoka and Mando season three, correct? So it makes sense that the show's timelines are parallel, which again, I'm starting to go wildly on this. And immediately (laughs) I think, well, that means that the final episode of Ahsoka season one is going to have... Uh, Din Charin and maybe Grogu crossing over mm. or maybe both storylines converge into Dave Filoni's movie, right? <laughs> that's where we're all kind of <laughs> thinking about, um, which again, I, I feel like that's that's wild speculation. Uh, mm. But I feel like everyone kind of wants that to happen. Yeah, um, yeah. And I want to say it's a missed opportunity, but I do think we're going to get some crossovers at some point. I mean, look at Mando and Book of Boba Fett, right? So, um it's possible. Their crossovers are possible. Yeah, and when done right, I think they're fun. Yeah, a lot of uh, I, I love just saying some clarification. I mean, I I, I think we know this series is going to have. I, I don't know how to refer time jumps. This that it's just going to tell its mm. own story. But I think the bulk of the story uh, to know that it might be around this time, same time, just on a, on a surface level, like you said, Jen. All right, shows why maybe Ahsoka didn't join any any big fights that Din might have been in with the other Mandos in in season three. Uh, she's hmm. off doing her own thing, so I like that. I do. I'm never over. I'm never overly concerned about the exact moment in time. But yes, as this new Republic era, era forms and is being formed, um, I, I love kind of knowing, you know, the map, the story map, so to speak. It does kind of help me, and I think it helps others, which is why we have, uh, you know, our good pal uh, Alex um, 
Starves explained uh, who's able to help us with timelines every now and then. Those canon videos, they, they matter to me. Yes. Over, oh, here's where they happen. So I'm excited about this uh, and excited about the, the parallels. That is, goes into some themes there. Uh, but Joseph, I'll kick it back to you up top. How literally do you want to take this? Uh, and how, how literally should should we take it? And, and what do you think? I normally uh, take a, a big grain of salt uh, when actors are asked about these things that are mm-hmm. like that. That's, you know, you're not asking me about Sabine's internal world, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, but the specificity of it, it's mm-hmm. the same time as Mandalorian season three makes me feel like that, that tracks. I, I take it, uh, I take it pretty literally. Mm-hmm. Um, it also, for me, it tracks that we might have some, flashbacks to iron out a little bit of Ahsoka's journey and, and what I perceive to be jumping around in her timeline mm-hmm. on, on Mandalorian in, in Book of Boba Fett, or not in her timeline necessarily, but in her emotional arc. Yeah. Um, but then if by the time ah- Ahsoka really goes and says, all right, the main adventure is kicking off, let's go, Sabine, I got a lead on Ezra kind of thing, it tracks for that part of the story to be along the same timeline is the Mandalorian season three with just the awareness of what's going on in the new Republic and its challenges. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the Mandalorian season three up the stakes of the Imperial threats. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of them are still going to be under the radar, uh, but Carson Tava's banging the drum and and we see that he's got all those other rebel pilots, including Zeb who are probably on board with. Yeah. There's a lot of Imperials out here. Uh, Pershing's exploits on Coruscant have got to make, some noise mm-hmm. uh the bombing of bo-katan's home mm-hmm. and then you know our heroes wouldn't know this but we the audience do that during mandalorian season three there's there's a change in the imperial power structure uh, right. with gideon's demise so that stuff all makes me feel like okay this is uh, it, this is the the era of uh, the imperial resurgence threat is becoming louder and louder mm-hmm. it's crystallizing and and you know um and I don't think the three of us here at all are suggesting that the show is so connected and so runs along the line that we're going to get uh, those around the corner answers. But just hearing mm-hmm. both of you talk about it, I'm excited for um, maybe having that moment where you're like, oh, that's why Thrawn didn't show up with with Paleon in, 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 to speak to Gideon. <laughs> like he was busy doing that. <laughs> he was riding a space whale. Like, you know, I, yeah. I think it's going to be that connected. But just knowing, just having those kind of answers, uh, I think that's what I, uh, I'm kind of excited about that um, there as well. But yeah, yeah, there's so many big things. Um, not even, uh, these aren't things that are quote left unanswered, but just like there was a lot going on. And, and it's, uh, it's uh, an important part of the, emerging star wars storytelling here with this what they're calling kind of the new republic era um so yeah i'm excited about it yeah i'm with you too most of the time this sounds like a snarky comment but like yeah i wouldn't expect an actor actor to have the exact timeline moment (laughs) of of the show but this was just it's very direct and very clear and and there's just so many parallels part of that uh, statement so it's kind of what got me excited to talk about it there. She talked about having no idea about Filoni's movie, which does make sense. These are comments echoed recently by Katie Sackoff and Carl Weathers, uh, which kind of got me thinking. So I want to know your takes on it. Do we just, uh, you know, do we just simply want all the shows to lead into a movie? Jen, you were kind of excited about that. Uh, will there be big deaths along the way? Or in the movie, does Optimus Prime die in Dave Filoni's movie? Similar <laughs> <laughs> moment in my life. Uh, let's discuss. This is definitely leading to the movie, Jen. But um, yeah, how are you feeling about that right now? And uh, that dreaded uh, but also celebrated connections word. Well, I am hoping it is leading to a movie. You know, one of the reasons that Game of Thrones and The Walking Dead captivated 
audiences week after week was because their storylines were predictable and they killed off main characters. You never knew who was going to die. The thing with the Mandovers is that we know most of the characters are going to be okay, right? It's like a fun serial adventure. The only Star Wars show that has killed off main characters is Andor. But the reason why I think it was easier to do an Andor is because, number one, it's a big ensemble cast. And number two, most of those main characters were characters that were brand new. Uh, they didn't have existing storylines elsewhere in the canon, so they could, the, the continuity issues weren't weren't a problem there. Um, so I think in a movie, it would feel right if there were some deaths or some sort of big conclusion, it would be a great way to honor a, a main character. Um, and it could be really dramatic to see it in the movie theater. You know, I think of Marvel and the big snap and all that stuff, right? So uh, that would be the time to do it. I don't think they're going to do it in the series, although I kind of I kind of would like it. I don't know. It just it, it makes it mm-hmm. more thrilling, right? Mm-hmm. It, but of course, sad. <laughs> Uh, who, who are you? Who are you? Who's uh, whose neck do you got on the block there? <laughs> you want, who do you want to see go? Is this are you? Is are this is this Zeb Death Watch? What, what's going on here? I mean, it, it just feels it feels really real. It yeah. feels really real. I mean, I, I was crying or like gutted in in Walking Dead and Game of Thrones. I'll never I'll never get over the Glenn death in Walking Dead. Oops, spoiler Ugh. alert. Yeah. Uh, Never get over that. I, I had a really time actually continuing the show. I was so upset. <laughs> it, it broke a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, but that to me is like, oof, that's a show to watch, right? And I love Mandoverse. I love that it's fun, but let's let's have some deaths. <laughs> no, <laughs> what am I suggesting? I, look, I, I started. I started thinking about it because you know. Um, there's a lot of uh, a thousand reasons that Dave is not sharing script pages with anyone, <laughs> you know, I, mm-hmm. a lot of reasons. but so I, it just was like, you know, he wants to be able to put the, put it all together along with Favre and anyone else involved in the creative process without any pressure. Right. You know, uh, not that, not that Katie's going to text him and be like, keep me alive. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think he'd change anything that he's going to do, but I, I just, I, this is the first time I really started thinking about deaths. I don't know who I have on the chopping block, Joseph. I, I, I don't know. I don't, you know, it could be anybody, but if it leads to it, add some weight, weight to, uh, this new Republic era, the dangers that are going on and also answer some of those questions of, well, where are they when, you know, which mm-hmm. I, I don't ever want to get lost in those stories, but you, you think about that. You think about that a lot. In fact, this Ahsoka series is kind of answering, well, where the hell was she in the civil war? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. we had coming right. to Clone Wars. Uh, so anyways, a lot to think about there. So Joseph, uh, who's, who are you suggesting to be dead? Well, let me scroll back up to the Lego leaks. Uh, I think uh, First Officer Hawkins and Lieutenant Beta. <laughs> I think new characters we meet in this series uh, yeah. that we fall in love with for five episodes. Uh, I, I really do think that this is... Um, I don't. I don't actually don't want any of the Rebels characters to go early on because I, I'm yeah, happy yeah, yeah. to see them in live action and I'm happy to have a, a lot of elbow room for future storytelling for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to cut off uh, the possibility of storytelling. Uh, I also just don't think that 
Ahsoka is heading to her final fate. I still think Ezra is, is and Ahsoka are fated for some uh, mortist world between worlds like destiny, where they are they are helping uh, the the cosmic force in some way and and being a part of things. But I just don't think that that's what this season is about. Uh, I I think that yes, we've got the movie coming, but also I just think that everyone Filoni and and the entire creative Star Wars team wants to spend a little bit more time with these characters now that they're existing in live action hmm. I'm not thinking about the movie too much because the movie is very far away time wise yeah. um and uh, for me the whole interconnected thing I know that's now kind of it's up and down where that's a good or bad thing right right what what's good about it is is to me is it if is if it enriches the characters and the world and their relationships make the characters in the galaxy feel even even deeper and more lived in mm-hmm. to me the interconnected is a problem if each season of storytelling or movie doesn't feel like its own complete thing that it that it starts a thought and it finishes the thought mm-hmm. and i personally feel like star wars has been doing a good job with that so what i'm really hoping for this show is that it is about Ahsoka making peace with her Jedi path in this new time and the rescue of Ezra. Hmm. I'm not expecting a Thrawn showdown. I'm not expecting the fate of Ezra. I'm expecting Ahsoka to get her feet under her and decide who she wants to be in this new age and uh, hey, it, this could end with a group hug with Ezra, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and and the equivalent of uh, Thrawn uh, as Vader at the end of A New Hope, spinning a spaceship, going what? <laughs> uh, and and defeated, defeated in this battle, yes, but yeah. not in defeated in the war. Yeah. Uh, and and some people might see that as like if Thrawn's the big bad, then it's going to be unresolved if if they don't win. I, I, it's a chapter, and I just want it yeah. to be a complete chapter. Hmm. Yeah, and I, I think they have done a a, a a solid job with all these shows and series of, of of dealing with the story that they're telling at the time, and that yes, there's mm-hmm. bigger things at stake and bigger things at play. I think they've done such a good job at it that sometimes that's why that word connect becomes a negative word to be, where people are like, it doesn't, it's not, it's not connected, you know, and that that weird kind of uh, gray area over that word. Um, and I think you're talking about things I really enjoy, but what is this story trying to do? And one of the big ones we talked about is. Ahsoka just kind of going, let me go out and connect with the larger picture. How do I, how do I even do that or feel about that? And like, what's going on with me in that? Um, I think it's going to be one of the big things there as well. So yeah, I, I with you on that. Um, I'll, I'll try to come up with the, uh, the, the death board. <laughs> Is it eight to five? I'm with you too. I don't think it should be. Uh, yeah. Just, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm open to any, any, any way they want to go, of course, but just, uh, uh, let, let's celebrate everyone in live action right now. <laughs> like, <you said>. yeah, <laughs> I, I, if I don't want, uh, I've, I've gone, I've fully reversed on chopper from, from back in the days right. uh, when he was uh, too silly for me, I was wrong. And if, if anything too bad happens to chopper, I will write a, a strongly worded skeet or whatever the hell we're calling posts these days. <laughs> yes. yes. Spout, skeets, posts, all these things. Uh, great stuff there. Jen, any final thoughts, comments, and responses to our death list as well? 
No, now I'm now I'm changing my mind. All right, everyone can live. <laughs> I, no, I, I I do know what you mean though about stakes. I, I think yeah. if if for reasons outside of the story, everyone feels totally safe at all times, that bad things get happen to them, it, it does start to lower the stakes. So I, I really I was joking about the death, but I think you're really on to something about how do we keep the stakes high, right? That is, that for me is the challenge. It's fun to go on these adventures, but at the same time, it's like, I want there to be real, I want the threats to be real. Mm. Um, and if, you know, it feels kind of like, uh, well, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anymore. I, I'm, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> it's okay. You, you know, I'll spoil the, how about I'll spoil the Red Wedding. You spell something else from Walking Dead. We'll be, people will be mad at us <laughs> from 10 years ago. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> Well, uh, it's all fun stuff. And I got to tell you, Ahsoka has been one of my favorite characters for a while. I've uh, I'm getting more excited for the show as we as we head into August and the August 23rd release. Uh, And it's little things like this, uh, taking these comments and having fun speculating with you all responsibly. Yes, but uh, thematically and just big picture. I think there's a lot of cool things. I'm excited about this era. Uh, of Star Wars storytelling and and blessed that uh, we get to have it because it's something that even three, four years ago, whether or not they were working on it in boardrooms or not, um, we didn't have it as fans. We didn't think this kind of era existed, but um, post Mandalorian, we do. And and it's Mm -hmm. full of possibilities. So we'll keep you all updated. Some other news stories out there that we won't really touch upon, but we do want to acknowledge, including Joseph, I do want your one sentence comment on the new six inch Obi-Wan with T-16 Skyhopper goggles and ghost Qui-Gon. What shell space are you clearing for this? Hello there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to say hello there to a Walmart pre-order because I need that. I need that fellow to be part of my life. It looks great. You can take that little man to more concerts. Uh, <laughs> out of here today. I, oh, I did want to shout out uh, our, our, our buddy, friend of the show, former guest on Force Center, Adam Witt, um, uh, hooked me up with those tickets and, and he edits the highlight uh, videos uh, for that event. And uh, it, it was just wonderful. So, Adam, if you're listening, thanks so much. Uh, we really appreciated uh, uh, Mark's birthday gift of heading out there. So, a lot of fun. Um, all right, we're out of here today. We'll uh, let you know where you can find us. We're currently on Twitter. Still, uh, we'll have a group discussion if we're going to join threads. I think we all have individually, so it might make some sense, but we'll have a business meeting over that one. And our Facebook page is Force Center Podcast, Instagram, uh, YouTube as well. Subscribe over there. Hit that notification bell so you don't miss the Jedi Beats when they drop. Podcasts available on Acast, iHeartRadio, and more. Just search. You'll find us. Merch available at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. And so set up top. You can support us directly at patreon.com slash Force Center. You can follow me at Ken Napsok, including uh, Spoutable, Blue Sky, and uh, uh, Threads. All of them. I'm just there. All of them. Uh, trying to figure it out with all of you. Or go to my website, KenAppsock.com. If you're in Comic-Con on, uh, or in San Diego, July 20th, American Comedy Company, Mark Ellison Friends, our yearly Comic-Con show will be there. Jen, where can they find and follow you? You can find me on Instagram, at Jennifer Landa, Threads. You know, we have numbers right now, I think. But if you search Jennifer Landa, I am on Threads. I'm so happy to be there. I'm still on Twitter. At Jennifer Landa, YouTube, at Jennifer Landa, you know the drill. And oh, yep, Jedi Beat episodes coming soon. Coming soon. Joseph, take us home. Where can they find and follow you? 
You can find me uh, with the handle at Joseph Scrimshaw on almost all social media except Spoutable. I haven't had time for that one. And this mm. whole thing feels like when you're trying to make plans with your friends, they keep texting and changing which bar you're going to meet up at. <laughs> we're going to meet at Hive. No, we're going to meet at Blue Sky. We're going to meet at Threads. Uh, so uh, please do meet me at Threads. That one does seem viable, and I'm excited to be there. Uh, thanks again for everyone's support on the short films. More news on that coming soon. There you go, my friends. All right. Well, some cues later in the week. We'll see y'all. Thanks for listening to Force. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.